Here with Reem and Theo. How you guys doing this week? No, I'm good. So far, so good. Yeah, so we've had a good week in sports. Some stuff's new, some stuff, you know, it's still lingering. But you know what? The first thing I want to talk about is last night's Fury Wilder fight. <laughs> so, was there any surprises there? Anybody surprised at the outcome of that fight? I'm not surprised by the outcome, but I'm surprised um, that it, it, it was actually somewhat competitive this time. I think Fury was kind of dominating them points-wise, but <clears throat> Wilder with the two knockdowns, that made it interesting. But I'm not surprised by the outcome. Yeah, I agree with uh, Ray. I'm not surprised. I'm glad it was a good fight, though. It was an entertaining fight. A lot of people enjoyed the fight. A lot of celebrities and athletes enjoyed the fight. Um, I think the tie turned a fight when uh, Wilder got dropped in with the third round, second round, third round, I think third round. And you see in the corner, he was kind of like dejected a little bit. I could see him straight. He was kind of like disappointed himself that he got caught, he got dropped. And I said, listen, that's not a good sign, man. I mean, if you're fighting pretty well, you're probably leading up until that, up until that knockdown, pretty much, though. But I could turn that corner when he got dropped first. You see him kind of dejected in that corner. And I, I, I like that about him. They entered the forefront, you know, he came back and um, he caught first. He dropped first twice. He was very good. So you figure he got he was gonna roll, maybe got his stamina back up and back together. And maybe we'll finish off Furry though. But once Furry la I lost it um round five and six, I said, listen, he's in trouble. So we got a free, we got him two times. Back in mind that we get the next the next two rounds, man. If not, he's gonna he's gonna regroup. Then you know what I'm saying, you regroup and come back and he's stronger than that's what happened during our fight. But very good fight though for sure. I enjoyed the fight though, but I'm not I'm not, I'm not surprised what happened to uh Walden. Yeah, I was I was um again not surprised. I think like you said, for the first two rounds, I mean, he looked he looked pretty game there. Like I'm like, okay, why do you know get jabbing to the body, moving around, you know, not swinging all wildly. Then he got dropped and it went out the window. One thing that's always interesting about Wilder is I don't understand his conditioning. Like, don't get me wrong, people get hit and I'm sure that sap strings up, but he always seems like even after those two rounds of the third round, after he got knocked down, you would have thought that this guy had fought 12 rounds already. Right. He's exhausted. I wonder how much of that has something to do with uh, Fury weighing, you know, almost 300 pounds or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that. Plus, didn't he come out with a big, granted, it wasn't the same, but didn't he come out with like another face mask on again? Yeah. <laughs> Like, man, stay away from those face masks. Yeah. At least this time, he didn't seem to use that as any excuse. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I, I thought he would be better than he really was. He was better from an entertainment standpoint. People entertained. It lasted a good amount of time. So Wilder was game. You know, he does but the outcome was the same or something. It, it really wasn't like anything different than the last. It just took a little longer or something. And Wilder looked like he he at least had a more, had more effort. So that was yeah. exactly the same. Right. Yeah, because the, the last fight wasn't uh, Fury trying to lick blood off of his neck or something. <laughs> uh, at least he was competitive enough <laughs> yeah, to not go out that, that way again, you know? Yeah. You, you know, I'm sorry if I, you know, you know I, want, I want to add it before I go back to Kenyatta real quick. During the fight, I mean, the first two rounds, he looked good, like uh, Kenyatta was saying. He was, he was jabbing, jabbing to the body, you know. But one thing I always learned following the sport, you know, you are what you, you are. 
if you trying to learn how to box after 30, 40 fights, it's a, it's a telling sign. So when you fight a, a guy who's on your level, or maybe even better than you, and he, uh, I guess he's getting the best of you, so to speak, you're going to revert back to what you know, what you are. Which, yeah. which is, which is, which is yeah. a, a haymaker kind of a boxer, which is a wilder is. And you, and you can see as right, the fight went on, he, he's not really a, a boxer at all. He just, he's just a guy who's athletic with power. He had no yeah. defense. He was a, I mean, I think I think he should really try to work on his defense. Yeah. One more thing else, how to cover up and how to move his head and weave a rob, you know, how to hold when you hurt, you know. But I guess, but he didn't work on that though. He's trying to work on his jab. I said, you know, your problem is defense. I mean, all kind of defense, man. For covering up, moving ahead, you should work on that. You know, so also when I too, but you guys go uh, respond. He went a lot of he went a lot of fights not fighting guys his height or his yeah. size. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, it reminded me of Roy Jones a little bit too. But Roy Jones went a good period of time fighting citation workers and, and librarians. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he beat he beat James Tony, you know, early in their career, but I'm happy early in their career, but he's gotta go twenty years not getting a rematch. Mm-hmm. It tells. And all of a sudden you get caught by Tava. Now you are, and all of a sudden you're doing to the fire for the next five fight. The rematch is just tall, you gotta fight for out again. Yeah. So, uh, so it shows after a while that, you know, try, try to have competitive fights in between, you know what I'm saying, garbage can fights, so to speak. So, so and that's the thing that scares me about Wilder is um is once once Jones got that, that knockout, he was never the same. Yeah. You know, so now Wilder losing these, these last two fights to or three really he probably lost right. the first one too right you sure, you sure did because I don't even know about the decision <laughs> on, on that first one but losing these last two by knockout is he where does he go does he retire is he done I, I'll tell you this I think he's lucky I think last night if he would have put forth a good show where nobody would watch his fights again he might be fighting on Tuesday nights at the fights <laughs> because he because he was in, because he put forth a good show and people still show him a little bit of love he still got some knockout power he was in, he was in, he, um, he's entertaining so he'll probably like I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a chance to fight the loser out of Joshua and the other guy because Fury's gonna right fight the winner. So and plus people will still pay to people will still pay to see Wilder versus Joshua. Yeah, we we, we just saying that off air. We just saying that too. At least, at least for me anyway. I, I still want to see that fight happen. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, but I will tell you this: he's one loss away. <laughs> yeah, he's one loss away from um, that's that's basically on the end because people don't want to see a guy that they know gonna tire out and he's gonna tap on the chin and he's going down. And I, you, it seems to me like once you start getting like you were talking about, once you start getting knocked out, it only gets easier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If it takes a guy four punches for the last three fights, he should get knocked out in two next fights. Right. So and Fury, he's big, but. He's the he, he's big. His punches are hard because he's big, not because he's necessarily doing it from strength. Some of these other guys are legitimately strong. Correct. So, yeah, that that be a bad situation for me. But, now, well, for for, um, for Fury, though, who who do you think he fights next? You say you think he fights the winner of yeah uh, Joshua and Usyk. Yeah, I, I would think so. I think. I, w- I think, well, he's definitely not fighting Wilder, but I would think that in his mind, he would hope that Joshua won, because I think that's a bigger payday. 
I don't know how much, you know, granted, everybody would watch it, like, especially boxing purists to see Fury and Usyk, you know, be a good fight to see. But I don't know how many, like, pay-per-view sales they could get, you know, on that or how attractive that is for people to see. So I'm, I'm pretty much sure, like, like the, 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 um, the powers that be who prefer that Joshua beat Usyk. But it might, it might actually be a situation where, let's say you have Fury and Usyk and Joshua and Wilder, you might get more pay-per-view sales off of Joshua and Wilder than Usyk and Fury. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, so it, it's, it's interesting, but it's one of those situations, good for boxing to see Fury and Usyk, bad for, bad for uh, you know, bad for the, the governing bodies and stuff like that. I don't think it's a lot of money in that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. Well, speaking of money, we got Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons continuing their quest or something. I mean, this week, from what I heard, well, Kyrie Irving, he seems to have, like, a lot of, like, lives left in him where somehow, the, I think he's able to practice now or something in Brooklyn. I don't know how they worked yeah. that one out. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Brooklyn site was deemed a private facility. So it's not a public facility, meaning I guess it won't be loaded up with fans or whatever the case may be. So he can practice, but it still doesn't fix the, you know, playing home games problem he has. Plus, he'll also have issues, I guess, when he when he travels to play like Golden State and stuff like that too, right? So he'll miss the, and at the very least, at this rate, he'll miss the 41 home games and maybe a couple of road games too, just based on, you know, his vaccination status. Yeah, we can get up real good. Uh... They come out to is, is, is he gonna be a net or is he not gonna be a, 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 a net? <laughs> Let's just get down to nitty gritty, man. Because it, 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 eventually, Kenny, Kenny gonna be upset about it. Because Kenny didn't come here for this, you know. He came in with a chip, you know. Saying he got James Harden with him too as well, you know. I, I mean, eventually, like, Kenny, I Kenny, I can see him tired of this. I mean, he went through this with Russell. Not the same thing, but then him Russ had a similar, you know, conference too as well. Like okay, see though, but you know, Katie's here to win a chip. We ain't here for the for the side show where Kyrie is right now. You yeah. know, plus, plus do Kyrie have having in, in, in trade value? Tell the truth, doesn't he? I don't it's think tough. so. No. Talent wise, obviously, but his you know vaccination status combined with his just overall unpredictability, you don't know what he's going to do. Right. They they also added um L A added it too, so he couldn't play against the Lakers or Clippers either. So, um, yeah, so in Golden State, right? So yeah, so the crazy part is with with Kyrie is that I really I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie is this is another one of Kyrie's things. Well, I don't know how much he planned on playing in the preseason, but Kyrie's the type of person that the season starts for like next week or a couple of days afterwards. That if the season starts on the 16th, we'll hear something miraculously on on. The 14th at midnight that Kyrie got the shot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they that. have to get at least one one shot in order to play. Yeah, and I mean, although to his credit, I mean, again, he is like Theo said, the guy is erratic with his behavior and everything else. To to his credit, I see it at least him standing kind of like on his his um values or something for the fact that he could give up. He already gave up 300, I think 380 thousand already. Or something like that. Now, on the flip side, when you look at Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, I don't think he really thought that Philly was serious. 
So Philly fined them three hundred and sixty thousand the first game, and they already went and tried to file a grievance with the union. I think, I think he thought, I think he thought he was gonna call Philly's bluff. So I've even heard rumors of him possibly going back, not necessarily just you know you doing the usual. Let me show up because I don't want to lose the money type of deal. So yeah, I, I don't I'm Marshawn Lynch, right? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. Did that, um, did um, Harden do the same thing with you with the Rockets, James Harden? Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Went out yeah. there, you know, was completely disengaged. So now you want to hurry up and get him out of there because he's certainly not vested in helping you win games. Correct. <laughs> right. So, but it's at that point, it's obvious he's just playing for the check. A nice swap would be, I would say, Kyrie and and um, Simmons. Just let him swap. That being said, Kyrie, with the unpredictability again, the rumors is that he may uh, retire if he gets traded. So that's scaring teams off even more, you know. I, I heard that the, that Philly has a deal. I got I got a feeling well, the offers are not there, but they might have to take this one, like the uh, offer of uh, possibly Brogdon, Karis LeBert, and a first round pick. I mean, I think yeah. that might be the best they're gonna get out of this at this point. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, all that tells you is that Indiana they just looking for anything because at the end of the day, I don't know how well Ben Simmons messes with Sabonis, how he messes Turner. with. Turner, TJ Warren, like, are they really going to put Ben Simmons at the point? So it, it seems like almost like a, a, a spectacle, a grab for grab to me or something. You know what? Like he's got a big name. He's a possible star with using because I definitely don't see him going there being better than Sabonis. So, and they, uh, they just drafted Duarte too, right? Another wing. So yeah. the last thing Indiana, in my opinion, needs is another wing, <laughs> you know? Even mm-hmm. I guess they would use them at the point. I don't even. I don't think they need a point. Like no. you said, I think they they're probably just looking for a name. I got an interesting spin on this too. What the hell is wrong with Malcolm Brogdon? Because remember, Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year and then got traded off from Milwaukee. He's in the end. Of, he's playing well. They go out and draft um, the Holiday Kid. Or whatever, and then he gets they looking to trade him from here. Is there something wrong with Malcolm Brockman? <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think with Milwaukee, you're just being cheap, basically. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of lucked up getting Drew Hodge to replace him. Yeah, so that's what happened with that. Um, Brockman's like a, a Andre Miller who could score, you know, he, he he's kind of like, like a, I don't want to say a boring point guard, but, but you know, I don't know what it is. I like Brogdon a lot, you know. He comes to New York. I mean, I, I mean, if we got Kimber Walker, I would love to have Brogdon in New York, you know. But um, some some guys, I guess, you know, they, they game, you know, you're not, you're not sure because I guess they have, like, you know, they, they Tim Duncan point guards, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what it is, man, basically. But I don't have no reason why I didn't want to trade him for. I wouldn't want to trade him. It's hard to find a good point guard these days. Who could facilitate? Get guys involved and who sports too as well. Yeah, I think his game is just not flashy. Like mm-hmm. you know, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. His game is not flashy. He puts up numbers, but it, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the name. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons doesn't put up the numbers, but he has the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this looks like a ticket sale grab. Basically. Yeah, you trade those guys, you bring a guy in that's going to, they can put on the front of the banner in front of the arena. 
get some people in there because they, they play well, but all of their stars are boring. Like Sabonis is not exactly the most exciting looking Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting excited over going to see Miles Turner. Right. So yeah, bringing in Ben Simmons would probably be something good for them from a ticket standpoint. So yeah, yeah I get that one. So we got so we got another strange situation. The NFL Iron Man Russell Wilson is out for six to eight weeks. And we got the best thing. Bring on Gino. So <laughs> do we think the Seahawks got a chance of making the playoffs now that we bring it on Gino? Nah, I think they're done. <laughs> the season is over. I like Gino though, but I think that season is over. Well, 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 Seattle, we're going to struggle making a playoffs with Russell Wilson anyway. You know, how the team is structured right now. Um, maybe Pete Carroll will finally appreciate Russell Wilson for what he is, man. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know you're know, trying to trade this guy for what reason? I don't, I don't understand. You know, I really, I really don't get that, you know. So, you know, my question to you guys is that, you know, if you're a Jeff fan, you should be ecstatic, man. Yeah. You, can, you get those job picks, some hot job picks, because I don't think guys win no game no time soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might, it might be one the next, you know, how long is he going? Four or six weeks? I think six to eight. Six to eight, yeah. you know, yeah. so, you know, depending on that schedule, pressure is tough. They're in a tough division already with the Cardinals and, and, yeah. and this other team up there, up there right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, wins going to be tough, tough to come by, man, without Russell Wilson. So, you're a job fan of those high job picks? Looking real good right now. Plus, if I'm him, if I'm Russell Wilson, there's no way I'm rushing back, right? No, no. You lose a bunch of those games, right? As the Seahawks, what, what am I rushing back for? Yeah. More than likely, my season's going to be over by the time I return. He might sit out the season. You know, if it, if it looks that bad by the time he's scheduled to come back. And I was watching the game he got hurt and they were talking about remember he made the, the, the statement about he'd be willing to go to these teams if he left. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at the end of the season, he was still getting in that even in that game, he was getting leveled. So they were like, he probably would have revisited that stance at the end of the season anyway. So if I'm hurt and I'm getting clobbered up, I am gonna sit out. I got an interesting Jets question around this. So who is the best quarterback in the Jets, Jets organization in the last eight years? And I would have to say, believe it or not, I think Geno was better than Darno and better than Wilson. What, like <laughs> on the field, I forget about where they got drafted and and what we think about you know the position and what the talent looks like. But as far as producing on the field, who's been the best, the better quarterback? I think the jury is still out on Wilson. Yeah. Um, I think he still has a ton of upside, even though sometimes he, you know, he's trusting his arm a bit too much. I'd like to see him check it down, throw some screen passes or something like that occasionally, instead of trying to hit a home run every every pass. Yeah. But yeah, so far, um, I would say Gino, you know. But I think Wilson has has a ton of upside. Donald, I would say Gino was, was better than him um, for us. But in the last 10 years, how long ago was Chad Pennington? And he wasn't yeah. that great, but he was at least somebody that was... And even, uh, what's the other guy who, who's a journeyman? Uh, Fitz? Yeah, well, right? you know what? He might have been the best. 
I think he might have been the best in the last. Yeah, as crazy as it may sound, he was a journeyman. Mm-hmm. He, he was probably our best quarterback in the last 10 years. And he can't even beat out a guy that we don't even know his name. A guy that was like, what was he, a, a, a teacher before last year or something? Like that. Yeah. yeah. football team. He was yeah, his masters to be, to be a school teacher. Yeah, Heineke. I think his name was Heineke. Yeah, Heineke, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris can't beat him out, and that's the guy we said the best quarterback we had the last two years. So I'll tell you about the Jets record right there. I'll, I'll listen, I'm, t- I'm taking a fist over Gino any day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Chad Pennington was a good quarterback. He just had an arm, he had, he had an arm strength, but he could read the defense, and he was either threw the ball to the right read, but he had enough, he kept the ball more than 20 yards. <laughs> Literally, yeah, so that was, that, was, that was his problem. Without torturing ourselves, we could go even further back to guys who were mediocre to Mark Sanchez. You know, I think the last guy that they had, this sounds crazy, the last two guys that they had that could actually throw the ball that actually was um, Brett Favre and Vinny Testaverde. That's how far mm-hmm. it goes back to the Jets. The last mm-hmm. quarterbacks you can see that could actually do something on the field. The rest of these guys, you know, Wilson, the jury's still out because a small sample size, but I don't think anybody's beating down the door for any of those guys. The crazy thing right. who's the, the last person that we had that was, like, worth throwing the ball to? Al too? Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Braylon Edwards? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's the last person? Oh, no, no, no. Antonio Holmes, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Could be Turner Hall. I, I, I will say, like, um, we should be on Turner Hall, but I'll say Wink or Bat. Keyshawn. Keyshawn and Wink or Bat. Those two guys were was, was nice, man, together. Yeah. And maybe Santana Moss. Santana Moss, right. Yeah, how, long, team, yeah. how long are we talking about, though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Corey Davis is all right, but yeah, the, the Jets, historically, this is like historically bad. Like, you mm-hmm. know, have traditions, they have a tradition of being bad. At least, like you said, this Russell Wilson thing may help them go out and get high draft picks to draft the wrong players. Right. <laughs> hey, so I think we brought it up earlier in the Ben Simmons thing. It looks like Los Angeles adopted the same um, the same protocols as New York and San Francisco as far as as far as the COVID protocols with people being indoors. So I know that they don't like as it should be. Nobody should ever have to necessarily disclose. How it would, you know, what they're doing, but LeBron had already said that he, you know, that he did it. He did some, he did some research, and him and his family had got vaccinated. And then, interestingly enough, you know, part of the story is that Los Angeles Institute, but another part of the story is Enos Cancer coming out saying that he felt that LeBron James was irresponsible for not toting people to get the vaccine. I mean, what do you guys think about LA adopting a rule and about Enos Cancer state? Yeah. I- I don't know. I agree with LeBron saying, you know, he basically did his own thing, right? What he felt comfortable doing, and he doesn't have to advocate for other players, other people to do it. Everybody makes it their own, uh, their own mind and what they think is best for them. I get Cantus' position in terms of, like, LeBron is probably still considered the face of the league, I would say. So I get Cantus' um viewpoint there, but I don't think LeBron should be obligated to, to try to convince people to get vaccinated. Why can't they say LeBron and Draymond Green? 
Jamal Green didn't go out there at a press conference and, and talk bad about Andrew Wiggins not getting tested before he did. Why I like LeBron? See, this, this, is, this is personal team of LeBron and, and Ken. <laughs> These guys, they got to get on at all for many years now. But, uh, you know, LeBron don't, uh, shouldn't have the responsibility to advocate, you know, saying supporting or have these guys get vaccinated. That his job. It's the league's job. Plain and simple, man. Yeah, I, I, I think LeBron, yeah, LeBron, again, it's, it's a personal decision. And Enos Cantor, I'm, I'm laughing because out of all the people to say something, why Enos Cantor? Like, he, he right. Not, not anybody even cares about his opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went out of his way. He's in an interview, and it wasn't like they asked you, "What do you think of LeBron or whatever?" Or something. He went out of his way, like so. It is like you said, something personal. Yeah, that goes to, back to Theo's point. Yeah, he went out of his way to mention it. So you know, he's barely hanging on in the league. I, I would think you'd want to make friends <laughs> as opposed to listen making enemies. He might need LeBron one day when the Lakers are looking to pick up some of those old dudes. He might, he might be one of the old dudes they pick up for, for scoring off the bench for 12th man. So, be nice to LeBron. LeBron might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, might come get you, right? Come get you. LeBron notorious for hooking up guys with big checks. Tell them to see, see Tristan Thompson. <laughs> People who get money because of LeBron. Right. J.R. Smith. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I would be nice to, to, to LeBron. So, just, you know, keeping it with the NBA, this week we had a bunch of players get caught in a scandal listen, with the with the health, NBA health insurance. Now, this is not uncommon even in real life where people, you know, scam the insurance or something that, you know, get the extra money, split it with doctors or whoever and do all this stuff. But, I mean, the thing that I found that was telling about, about this is that, for one thing, well, you, nobody, well, there were a few guys, but most of those guys or a good portion of those list have made double-digit millions of dollars. So it wasn't like it was a league, I didn't see any league minimum players on that list. You know, you might have had a, well, maybe one or two, because you have NBA champions and dudes that's like recognizable on that list. I mean, what do you guys think of that whole situation? Now, I'm definitely not advocating for guys committing crimes, any of that stuff. But at the same time, if you're going to attempt to do it, at least try to be thorough about it. And what I mean by that is they had like one guy who he was supposedly getting a dental procedure in California, and then he was playing ball the same day overseas. So you got, you got the FBI, whoever it is, looking at his, his box from overseas, wondering how he was getting the procedure in your mouth. I think uh, Big Baby Davis was another guy, yeah. right, who was supposedly getting a procedure in, in California or something, and they had his flight records where he was flying from Vegas to to Paris or something crazy like that. Uh, you know, so if you're going to do it, you know, be thorough about it. Again, I'm not advocating for, for guys to do it at all, um, but that's the part that bugs me out even more because it was like nothing thought out about it whatsoever. I mean, why not go to the dentist? I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure out of 20 guys, those guys could use going to the dentist. I'm quite sure that somebody could, could go to the dentist. Yeah. You know, those guys. And then, like, like when you said, be thorough about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, have, have a real letterhead in your letters. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Let it head. Look at, look at official, you know. But the, the, the main guy on that creation is Terrence Williams. He's played for Louisville University, man. He's a, he kind of came, came, came to skinny. He, he was a flash, flash in the pan kind of, so to speak, uh, ball player in the NBA. So I can see him stalling for money, so to speak. But Green Baby yeah. Davis and Fred Dow, I can't, it's kind of hard to see you guys being involved like that. People like Terrence Williams, I could get it. Yeah. And plus, plus Terrence Williams taught these guys a percentage for, for, for their cut as well. So, you know, you know listen, I got, I, got, I, got a, I got a little scam going on, man. I could get yeah. you 100,000, but you can be 10% on 100,000. Yeah. So he was he, he was getting he was getting cut from eighteen different guys, man, including himself, man. So he was doing it for himself, man. <laughs> he, yeah, he's the, you know what, Ted. For him, it was working. Right. I, mean, it, I, I felt you got Big Baby Davis, and then I'm trying to figure out who drew who dragged who in Tony Allen or Big Baby Davis because it looked like they had a Celtic connection going on. Yeah, that's crazy, I man. So I was reading the indictment. They're gonna arrest Tony Allen's wife too. So she was involved. Hmm. So yeah, both of them getting arrested, and then. And the crazy thing with him is, I think they said once. I guess he must have got wind of it that it was coming. He tried to pay some of the money back because yeah. I think he had collected four hundred thousand or something, something crazy like that. He paid like three hundred thousand of the money back. So he didn't even necessarily need the money if he if he could afford to pay it back. Right. <laughs> yeah. So quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, that's not going to go over good in court either. Like, you can't say, like, you can't say that you didn't know or didn't defend it. Because the first thing I would ask, so if you didn't know, what, what made you get 300000 back? Was it a billing error? Oh, man, they, listen, they, they overbilled 400000 So I, I was trying to give them their money back. Mm-hmm. Let me you guys this question. Out of 18 plays, how many of those guys are Caucasian? I don't think any of them are. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's disappointing, man. You know, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Now, what, what happens with, um, because they had two places in California, I think, and then one in Washington State. What happens with those places? Because oh, I would yeah. imagine they were getting the, the fake invoices and stuff from somebody. I don't think oh, Terrence Williams at home print yeah. them up. They're going to lose their license or something. The sad thing about it is those guys probably would get something like fines. I don't know if any of those guys can get jail time or something. They might, but it, it's, it's a lot less likely because those would probably be the Caucasians you're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right. Exactly. Uh, this is well. I gotta bring but bring up one one sad instance. Sebastian Telefair was on the list. Yeah, that was crazy to me too. I'm like, what? How did he signed up from jail? Like, yeah, apparently, he's been... he got a dental appointment where they released him from prison. <laughs> Something or a doctor's appointment. <laughs> the man's in jail. Why? How are you involved in that or something? I, I don't. I think you know what? Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe they caught him from before or after. But it's it kind of telling because you, the NBA and the players union negotiate everything, and they you know sometimes they're together on stuff like this, but. You can't get mad for the NBA Players Union to listen to get upset about this because they're the ones like when they take all of those fees from players and take the money and all that negotiation, the profit sharing, that money goes towards that stuff. That's how they pay like the retired players and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You're ripping them off, you know, usually players are allies. But you notice you haven't heard one player speak up for any of these guys because by right, you're kind of ripping off all the players. 
Yeah, it's one of those things too where like you feel bad for the players who, who actually need the services. Like these yeah. guys, I think it started, they said with Terrence Williams, he, he filed a claim for like 19000 and they ended up giving him 7000 and changing cash. So once he seen that, he was like, man, seven, you know, 7000 in cash for basically doing nothing? So imagine about, uh, imagine the older players, right, who actually need these different services. There's a lot of old retired players who need need help. Let's got a question. How, how long? I, I forgot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume it's five years without doing research. But how many years? How many years you, you got? You got to be a pro before you get a, a pension in the NBA. Three. Only three in the NBA. You got to pay 286 games. Three. That's it. And Terrence Williams didn't accomplish that. Come out of college. I think you're right. I think all of them did. Terrence Williams was him just by his yeah, he, contract. Yeah, he was on the Mets for a couple of years, right? And then he kind of bounced around and yeah, okay. he didn't leave for six or seven years. So sure. he, you're right. He did qualify for a pension. He's getting a pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes no sense, man. No. Get a no. get a get a job. Get stop. Don't be embarrassed. Get a job, man. You know, create a podcast or something, or work on being a work on being a college analyst like that. Something, man. Yeah, you have connections. You know, what I'm saying you play, you play the sports. So work on something, man. These guys uh, end up like like you said, Theo. They have connections, so they end up getting opportunities with the schools to do some type yeah. of coaching or something. Or mm-hmm. right, Greg. I heard Greg Oden. Greg Oden was like an assistant coach on Ohio State now, I think, or something like that. Mm. That'd be nice. Oh, he's for these guys. Right, yeah. look at Rasheed Wallace. He's, he's over there with uh, Penny Hardaway at Memphis. Yeah. Yep. So the sad thing about it is just by playing in the NBA, there's so many. Terrence Williams could have went out right now to whatever state he lives and set up something where he's a trainer and people would have paid him money just because he played the NBA. Yeah. Oh, this guy played in the NBA. Terrence Williams is probably one of those guys who made double digits. Uh, like he had to make over at least ten million dollars over yeah, his career, oh yeah. I would think, because he was a decent draft pick. He was, right? he was, he was a top twenty pick, I believe, yeah. like seventeen yeah. or eighteen. Yeah, he was in the team somewhere, I think. And he was part of that guaranteed contract era where you guaranteed. It was, he didn't even get the short guarantee. He got the full, like four year guarantee. Yeah, four or five the, years or something. Yeah, four or like five that. years. So you figure. It, and you know it was more than one million, so you figure if you got let's say let's say when he got four years for two million, ten million, and we said he bounced around for another six, so I'm, I would imagine he, he probably made on the low end close to mm-hmm. two million dollars. And we know some of these other guys, we know how much money Tony Allen made. Right. Tony Allen at yeah. one point was making like eight million a season, Big Baby was making four to six or eight. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't add up. It's almost like I mean as much as it's not a defense, I might even go in there and just try to claim that, that I got tricked or duped or what's it more sucked in because first of all, me and you go to the doctor right now, right? And we get anything with him, I don't care what the price is, the doctor ain't refunded no money to us. Right. <laughs> There's yeah. no way he's gonna be like, you know what? That procedure we gave, your, your insurance paid out $400 more. You know what, here's the money. That's not happening. Yeah. So the fact that a doctor would give this fool a seven thousand dollar check, the doctor probably could have been like, you know what? There's more where that came from or something. Whatever, you bring me some people or something and 
Now, granted, he'll he'll claim otherwise, but there's no reason at all that anybody gives players back. That's like unheard of. You gonna give the person back a, or the insurance overpaid? We gonna give you the money back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the NBA's got the insurance to the league. They gotta question whoever their insurance people are too, because some of these procedures, like the if I'm retired or something, and you wanna keep the league going. I, I mean, as much as everybody complains about insurance, what the hell insurance you got where you can go to Beverly Hills to get $47,000 of a dental work done on insurance? Yeah. That part like, is... You got a whole new mouth or something? Yeah, that's what it costs. A whole yeah. new mouth is yeah. 40000 Yeah. yeah that's what it costs. That's like everything. You got the full dental. The full veneer joint. Yeah. 50 cent joint. That's yeah, got. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that, they got the damn insurance. You well, you show proof before you pre-approve yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder if, if I, I wonder if that's part of the reason they got caught. Where the insurance was like, wait a minute, seven thousand. That money was never returned back to me. Where, you know, know where to go. Yeah, Once you know the insurance what? company started losing all this this money, mm-hmm. right, somebody yeah. from the insurance company might have got went to it that hey, you know, some of this money is not being returned to us, and it looks like it should. Right, right. But you know what, too? I'm going to add this. A lot, a lot of these you know, athletes, we go to, you know, top tier, top of the line, dentists, you know, physicians, so to speak. So, yeah. that, that this is why the price could be so high, too. They, they ain't get to go on anybody. They're going to the best of the best out there. Where, where were they at? Yeah. And if you think about it, you, assume you, you have that, and then I forgot what his name. Great ex-NBA player. You remember that story a couple of years back where, um, who was it? Hall of Fame basketball player was a crossing guard. Remember that? Or something where he... Oh, uh, you talking about Vin Baker? No, not Vin Baker. The guy was a crossing guard because he wanted the health insurance or something. It was a, a top-ex NBA player. The Adrian Daly? It might have been. Yeah, one thing that Vin Baker was, he worked at a, a coffee shop, I think it was, until he got hired for Bucks. Yeah, but, Adrian, you're right. It was Adrian Danley. Okay, okay. Adrian Danley was was a crossing guard because he wanted health insurance, and we got mm-hmm. guys out here getting forty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's right. A lot of old heads who could use that. Retired mm-hmm. players, older guys who could use that. Right. Yeah. So players can't really. You can't really support them that foolishness. You take it plus two. The same players that are not at retirement yet, they're gonna get there too. So they're gonna need, you know, need these services too. So anytime people are taking advantage, it was yeah. harder for somebody else. Yeah, it hurts the, it hurts the, uh, the agreement you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's one. Uh, what's some more? Some other news on some football stuff. As the kid, I'm gonna let the Cowboys fans speak on this first. Jalen Smith cut by Dallas. How did you feel about that when it happened? Well, that, that's been a long coming for, that's been a rumor for the last year and a half, two years. Um, his best year with was when his first year he played, you know, after that, um, you know, he kind of regressed. 
all the fail. He, he never, never, never was a couple guy. He was in college though before injury, but after that he wasn't a couple guy. And sometimes it seems lost out there in the field too as well. You know, so you know it was really it really became a numbers game. Especially when, you know, uh, you know, you draft guys who's coming in out of the draft and these guys just playing good. Like uh, like Cox and, and Parsons and, and, and you sign freaks like Kazee and, and Curse who's playing good, who's playing better than you. And plus your contract too in the same way the factor too as well. I always thought that the Cowboys pay him too early anyway. You know, he got he got, he got four years to pay somebody. You know, like he's playing pretty good. If he's playing like you know, like Diggs, I get it though, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, I waited four years before I do extension for Brandon Dale. I'm not giving him a Brandon Dale year number two or two and a half. So they kind of like, you know, did to themselves, so to speak. Same with Dak Prescott. You know, when he was hot, he didn't want to pay him. Yeah. So now the value of Kubi goes up. Now you're giving Dak 40 mil instead of giving him 30 or 32 mil. Yeah. The Cowboys always do it. So financially, the Cowboys always do it to themselves. But it was a move that wasn't surprising at all. It was probably that it happened so early in the season. It could have, could have been done um, do OTAs. By the time the Cowboys, I guess, wasn't sure who he had the team. You know, they didn't know about Curtis, who's free agent, or Kazee, who's free agent from um, Atlanta, or Cox, the draft pick for LSU. Wasn't sure who he had. So those three started, and you know, saying Kazee started. Listen, these guys are not only good, but they're better than uh, Jalen Smith. But Jalen's making nine million a year, and these guys are these guys are, are, are like you know, get a uh, minimum or above minimum contracts, and, and they're paying better than him. So. It came, it came a numbers game, so. But that being said, I like Jalen Smith. He, he, it's, it's a feel-good story from what he went through with injury. And we got to be able to recover and sign, sign with uh, another team, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have too much more to, <laughs> to add mm-hmm. uh, with what Theo just said. I, I, think, I think, you know, part of what Theo's saying, and, and it makes sense, like, as far as the way they paid him, I think it was a chance for Dallas to do, like, a self-correction. Because like you did, they they paid him too early, and so mm-hmm. they gave him the money. And listen, man, if you think about it, I mean, they paid Cooper, they played Zeke, and listen, man, if you look at the look at the Cowboys, that I mean, I, I, out of Cooper and Zeke and Dak, Dak's always going to be the highest paid, but they're going to have to pay C.D. Lamb probably more than what they paid Cooper and Zeke. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. to some extent, it makes sense to try to position yourself in a way where, you know, there's certain guys on defense, like, I can see in the next three or four years, Michael Parsons, gonna, you're going to have to pay him something. Yeah. So, why not position yourself now? The only thing is, like you said, the timing is kind of kind of strange, you know, but they did have to evaluate those guys on the field and real action to see where they're at. So, to some extent, too, it, it, people don't want to get cut. But they helped him to some extent because I think that had they would have just sat him down for the rest of the year or did something like that, it probably would have hurt his value because teams didn't like, wait a minute, this guy's on the roster. Right. Probably get the yeah. play. So if you can justify it as a salary dump, you see that this guy was picked up immediately. Mm-hmm. He paid today, matter of fact, with Green Bay. He paid today. He, he paid a few snaps today oh, against, okay. uh, for Green Bay against, uh, I they played, uh, uh, the Bengals. Yeah. Good. So I mean, he had the potential, like you said. He was if he went, if he went, was if he went. Like you know, things went a little bit south, but at least he's got an opportunity to prove himself and, and possibly make some money back. Because I heard there were like ten teams that was interested in bringing him in. So yeah, he, he yeah, didn't have yeah, suitors. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, he had chose those two. Uh, well, he chose Green Bay over the rest, or the rest. I mean, the Washington football team. Yeah. And it's kind of passion with with other two teams that was that showed serious interest for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I mean. I think it would have made a really interesting story if he had chose Washington. <laughs> that that would have made an interesting story. But I think, I think I he think, has some connections with Green Bay, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I heard that. I, I think, I think the floor or something like that. He has some type of connections over there. Yeah, with Green Bay. Well, I'm sure with the how savvy agents are now, there was something that had to do with playing time, and they mm-hmm. probably took over the roster. Like, I mean, I hate to say it. They probably sized up the roster. Like you go to Washington, Washington's got a pretty competitive front seven. Right. So breaking the man, getting playing time, and being able to show yourself a little different. Where Green Bay, not so much. You know. Yeah. Carolina, they the linebackers been one of the strong positions they've had for years. So you know, if you're gonna choose, you choose the place where you get to get on the field the most, where you feel like you're gonna get the most snaps and stuff. It could work for you, could work against you, but at least it's on you. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, bringing it back home, I mean, I'm sure you guys watched the Yankees get eliminated. I mean, I I, I watched that game, and to me it seemed like that was kind of like, you know how you, you watch the season and you watch the game, and the game kind of reflects everything that culminated for the whole season? So the result of the game, I mean, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised that it kind of went along the lines of how the season went all the way through. I mean, yeah, was, was I would agree. Cole started, didn't have his best stuff. I think he was out after, was it even three innings before he was gone? Yeah. Uh, the offense couldn't really get going. Like you said, I'm not really surprised. I guess where do they go from here? Um, I know Theo mentioned before with Boone. A lot of questionable decisions, you know, throughout the season. Do you keep him? Do you let him let him walk? I don't know. They got a lot of uh, decisions to make. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say a few things. Um, first of all, I, I did, I, for me, first I, I felt like we had home court advantage. We would win that game. So if they were playing in New York, New York would win that game. That's where I saw that 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 one game elimination. That's that's what I saw. So. Going to the game, I have Boston winning the game based on that. But it's just kind of evenly matched. They go back and forth. You know, just very well. So I give it to I give it to whoever had the home field advantage, which is Boston. So they won it. Uh, Yankees had their moments. Uh, if, if they play in New York or any other stadium, Stanton would have had three home runs. He yeah. had three home yeah. runs. Yeah. You know, three home runs. Um, the Aaron Judge being thrown at a home plate. Yeah. Uh, that was a big play. Yeah. You know, but for some reason, I played baseball. It was, it was my, my first love. You know, I love baseball. Yeah. Um, I know when a guy hit, hit, a guy hitting a shot and it can't, it can't be caught. Yeah. It was no reason for a judge to slow down around the second base. No. Those few seconds caused him being safe at home. Now, yeah. people want to blame Phil Nevin for, you know, I guess. Waving him in, we, yeah. You wave him in, but being late to waving him in. But as you can see, he's thrown down watching the ball. I think it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. First of all, you got to know where, you, where you're playing at, which is coming to the park with that big-ass green monster, yeah. my language, you know. So you got to know where you're playing at. And that shot was heard so loud through everybody's TV, everybody's TV screen. You know damn well that ball not getting caught. 
Yeah. Run, run full speed for the get go. You probably been saved. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, see, I guess momentum swings after that because uh, the the coach for the imagine for Boston does a favor. He took out he took out um the pitcher who was doing great. He took him out. Yeah. Um, you know, and then what happened? Next, right. Exactly. Took him out. He does a favor. What happened? Stan Stan hit his a bomb of the monster. So it's like you know, things. I mean. I, I, I think I think I just a little more than for level as far as the home plate play. Yeah. But that being said, like I said, I, I, like I said, I have points winning based on they were playing at home and then he's watching. Yeah. I thought that yeah, that that play at the plate was deflating to the team. You you can yes. tell that. Like, yeah. It was just deflating to the fans watching, and I'm like, oh man. And one thing I looked at it too is, is you know, I mean, they will they will they scapegoated Nevin like it was his issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they always talk about the Yankees at home and they scapegoat people for costs and stuff. But if you go back, right, and you look at this season statistically, I don't really say things that you could blame this on Stanton or Judge, like, statistically, because those two guys, you look at the, the roster, the only two guys who really perform. Granted, it did, you know, in the beginning of the season, it didn't seem like it, but I look back and I'm looking like, wait a minute, Stanton batted almost 280, with I think over 199 or 100 RBIs and 38 home runs or 40 home runs. And Judge was like almost 290 with the same statistics. So I'm like, wait a minute. And if you look down the rest of the line, what's the next closest hit of LeMayu at 260-something? So you got an interesting thing, too, because now Judge, you I don't know if you heard about his posture and where he said he would love to be a Yankee for a life, but it's a business and all this type of stuff. So... And he's he's about due. Are they gonna wait till Judge plays next season, or, or dance around that, or give him arbitration and pay him the highest arbitration reward ever, or something? So what happens there? Like, can you can you sign Judge to that type of deal that he's gonna want? And would you? Judge is what twenty nine. Mm-hmm. At twenty nine, he's going out a ten year deal at twenty nine. Unless your name is the San Diego Padres or something. <laughs> Yeah, he batted 287, 39 homers and 98 RBIs. 98 RBIs, and we, people sitting like this is a down a down year for who? <laughs> I think in general the, the he had a hell of a year still, <laughs> you know. Yeah. In general, I think the hitting numbers were down this season. Yeah, look, I mean, we discussed them before. It wasn't too many guys over 300. No, no. Look at look at Stanton's numbers. So yeah, those guys. As much as, uh, especially Stanton, Stanton takes a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, but he certainly wasn't wasn't at fault. One guy who who I thought um, was really down this year was um, Glaber. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with him this season. You know, he, he struggled. He turned into um the catcher. Was it? Um, Glaber to and and the Sanchez. He turned into Sanchez. Now here's the scary part, right? And a lot of people don't agree with this one. I have always been a Miguel Andujar fan. Miguel Andujar is the only player in the history of baseball to lead the league in doubles, hit almost 30 home runs, have 100 RBIs, and bat over 300, and the next year get sent down and not have a position on the field. Mm. Even when he played this year, he still hit. And yeah, I get an opportunity. And yeah. that problem was getting base hits. So the guy who led the league in doubles, when we talking about oh, they're a home run hitting team, he can't get on the floor, on the field because of defense. And how many times, how many hours did Labor have this year? 
Yeah, a lot. Question, yeah. <laughs> I would, so, he had his fair share. So they got to think about managerially too, and then in the middle of the season, I mean, you bring in Gallo and Rizzo. All these, I mean, what what was Gallo? What did he bat? Two thirty eight, two forty. Gallo, Gallo was awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gallo, yeah, Gallo was awful. Uh, Rizzo, Rizzo was, was good for us. You know, Rizzo yeah. was good for us. Um, Glaber went from hitting thirty plus home runs to what hitting ten this year? Yeah, yeah. nine home runs. Yeah. Nine home runs. Nine RBIs. And yeah. not only that is if you if we're gonna have those type of quote unquote power numbers, he only batted two fifty nine. Yep. You know, so if you gotta be a yeah, you, you, better, you better be have a glove wizard for those type of numbers these days. Come on, right. Even even uh, DJ LeMayu, he batted 340 last year. Now, yeah. this year, he batted, what, 270, 271? He had a down year. Yeah. You know, a shooter, was, a shooter is a very... See, sometimes you have to have a guy who's not, who's not so good defensively. Yeah. Which, which, which is Andy Hart. Yeah. yeah. Who made, who made, so, but see, his bat makes up for his, his defensive liability. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, and they'll play the outfield, you know, or something, or they'll play yeah. third base. And just leave them and deal, and, 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 and then deal with the injuries, or not injuries, but the, uh, the errors, just say, I'm sorry, yeah. that, come, that, that come during the season. But his bat is so good, you can work around that, you know? Yeah. As he tries to get better playing third base, you know, they, but... um, They needed it. They, they, right, they needed it. Plus, and, why not, um, why not try to... Like move him around because his bat is so good. Move him around yeah. to different positions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean outfield from third base. Yeah, I'm in outfield. Yeah. And, and then Glaber can't play shortstop, so you got to play him by second base for sure. So you need, so now you need a second baseman. You need a catcher because Gary ain't it. Yeah. Yeah, he batted 204. Well, <laughs> well, remember, remember the young dude that they touted that he was complaining about his playing time and this year was supposed to be his year? What the hell is his name? Um, probably, he's probably in the farm. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's in the farm system. He's a dude that kind of remind me of Carrot Top. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you are up. Clint Frazier. Yeah. Yeah, Frazier, yeah. He flamed out, man. He flamed out, man. He has, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with him, man. He has three opportunities, man. <laughs> it's like I'm done with him. He has, as, as a young kid, you know saying, he had 20 chances to make that squad. Yeah. They, try, they try to give him Actually, they did give him a, 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 a spot in outfield, and yep. he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He flamed out. Because remember, before the season, they took the time, he was complaining, and then they were like, all right, you're up. They didn't even really debate it. Before you right. spring training, they guaranteed him that he was there. Right, right. Now you're up, and he flamed out. Yeah. So the Yankees got a lot to think about. I'm just a little upset that they might have lost. A lot of these players probably lost value. So like, if you know, if before even like even we talking about Andujar, if they would have traded Andujar after that year, then mm-hmm. yeah. right, yeah. But now right. You let him play the building back up. Remember, Glaber Torres was supposed to be the world. We we couldn't get anything for Glaber Torres right now. No, you can't. No, he yeah, not after the season. Yeah, you know you know who you get in thirty home runs or nine home runs. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Out of these guys we talking about, who would, who would have value to anybody? Like, who who would a team take and give you something for? Like, first of all, I don't think any of these players we named could get you more than a prospect. Like, you're not getting no major league level pitches for Gleyber Torres at this point. Not not anybody in the top four rotation, or maybe maybe a fifth starter, maybe or something. 
You know what's crazy is, is as we go down the line and we look at these players, and then you, you look at the payroll, where, where's the money gone? I know Stanton is, is getting paid. You know, Cole just got a fat contract. LeMay I'm sure their paid. payroll is towards the top. Who did they pay? LeMay, LeMay got, got a paid, but it was reasonable. I, I wasn't upset with his numbers. Like, the money right. that gave I thought that was reasonable. Right. Um, somebody, yeah, somebody guys, like, I, I don't know where the money's going when I look at it. Judge didn't, we just discussed him. He didn't get his payday yet. No. So where's all this money going? I think it's bad because <laughs> some of these, I know some of these pitchers or something getting paid decent money. Whatever, I mean, speaking of that, we talk about it. Whatever happened to the dude from Pittsburgh? Remember him? He was, um... Tylon? Yeah. Tylon, yeah. He, he, yeah, I think he got hurt. Yeah. For in the he got hurt. Nicky's probably not pitching those, believe it or not, though. Just think about it. The pitch, pitching never be a problem. It's, it's moving the runners. It's getting, getting tired. Exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, play, they, don't, they, they don't play small ball. No. They don't play small yeah. ball. You need somebody to, to move the runners. You know what's funny about that? You know, when you watch the New York the New York baseball scene of sports teams, that if you look at the Mets, right? The Mets had some of those small ball hitters or something that that mm-hmm. actually, actually did it. They 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 had to some extent a lot of the opposite. Right. Like, you could have probably took like somebody on the Mets like if Dom Smith say platooned on the Yankees, that would help them because Dom mm-hmm. Smith's the average hitter. He could have came in, you know, came in and got you some base hits and stuff like that. And he's not a high strikeout guy. Right. So it's, it's funny that like we're saying you, you got like the, the mix of some the, the the Mets had a bunch of guys who's fully power hitters that flamed out from Conforto to McNeil guys they flamed out but they had some decent like they, not the best hitters but they had some decent contact hitters or something and the Yankees were saying they had some some power hitters and all the rest of the contact hitters flamed out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, the Mets, they got some interesting stuff to think about, too. I mean, everybody loves this this guy. Um, Cy Young winner or something, but is his health ever going to put together, get him to be able to put together a full season again? DeGrom never, never, never helps with DeGrom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. The guy has all the talent in the world. He just right. stay, stay on the field. Right. Yeah, Syndergaard coming back, he got a chance to pitch a few innings, so he looked pretty good. But overall, the Mets did those pitches in an injustice, too, because they were back with that one-run loss, two-run loss. So I remember before the season, they were talking to Marcus Stroman, and mm-hmm. it was a question of whether he was going to stay, whether they are going to pay him and stuff. I watched, listen, I watched, like, a lot of games, like the Yankees and Mets game, because, you know, the regional stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this dude's record is, like, 10-14. and 14. But if you look at it, he's got a sub-4 ERA, and out of those 14 losses, nine of them are by one run. Right. So so I'm like, how do you evaluate how much you even pay him? Man. He's something because he's something to lose the match and get ripped off because he was playing with a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. No support. Yeah. So it's 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 tough. It, it was a tough, tough um baseball year for the for the New York teams. Yeah, listen, listen. Believe it or not, I heard you say, but Boston is our daddy. <laughs> yeah, they are. Certainly seems that way. You know? Yeah, they are. It's been I, like, I, almost, over ten years. I didn't want to see. I didn't. Uh, as a Yankee fan, I didn't want to see Boston or Tampa Bay. There you go. 
No, but for me, it's Boston, Boston or, or Astros. Man, Astros. Yeah. Astros cheat us out of the chip. You know what's funny? Everything that I said last week, it went opposite. Remember I said, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to see, I don't, I don't want, if the Yankees lose, I don't want to see Houston win. What happened? Right, right. Then we talked about the Dodgers up. I love to see the Cardinals win. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to stop talking because all the people that I might want to win, if I mention, they're going to lose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to see win. Right. I'm like, all the feel good stories that you wanted to see, they should get their behinds kicked. And it, 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 it's crazy. Yeah, no, no Boston, no, uh, no Astros for me, man. Six, six, six round, six, six round. Six round pick. So yeah, that might be more to that. 
one surprise team would be uh, the um, Cardinals. I know Theo mentioned them before, too. Yeah, yes, I did, yes. Yeah, so they're undefeated, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I like that team. I wouldn't have gone into the season. I wouldn't have predicted they would start the season at five and zero. Oh. me. It looked tough. Yeah, they got they got pieces in place, man. They got Chandler Jones at the end. Good offense, you know, with uh, AJ Green and Hopkins and quarterback Kyler Murray is a real deal. Nice running game. The kid Connor played for the Steelers last year. He's being effective, man. So a good O line. They they doing it, man. Another team for me, I guess, that's somewhat of a surprise is um, is Green Bay. Um, mm. Seeing that first game, because I think they may be, what, 4-1 or something like that, Green Bay? Yes. Seeing that first game, everybody was kind of down on Rodgers after one game. Um, and I might have been a part of it, but to see them bounce back and go four straight. Usually Green Bay, though, they're like a, a great regular season team. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever reason, they always seem to be in the hunt in the playoffs, but they can't really put it together for, for some reason. Yeah. You know, I got I got a, an interesting team that quietly people um people don't really really see see them in that way. They're a lot better than the, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, San Diego, San Diego, they go out, they go out and win and. I mean, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, Chicago may have turned the corner. Justin Fields may not be lighting up the world, but if he can just manage the game and keep that defense in it, right, turning the corner too. Right, I do show both of those two teams. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think you know what's funny that um, the coach of the Bears had to walk back that statement. Remember a week ago he was saying that Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback, and then <laughs> within days later. Andy Dalton wasn't starting for the rest of the season, so yeah. I, that to tell you. I will tell you this: I think the bone. I'll give you the bonehead play of the season. The bonehead play of the season is the Giants running a uh, running a um. Oh, what's it? A, 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 I guess a quarterback option <laughs> to run against the Cowboys. All of a sudden, Daniel Jones gets hit so hard that he starts wobbling and has to leave on the cart. That may cost him a couple of games because if he's in the concussion protocol, he he had to be hit because the guy couldn't even really walk. They, yeah, he they didn't walk. Out on the card. That's a couple I, of games. Yeah, I I actually typed that during a, a, a game thread on, on social media. That yeah. exact same thing, and, and it was a giant cowboy thread. I said that you know, see, you know, I keep it real. I'm, I'm a football fan first and foremost, cowboy fan. You know, yeah, it just it, it, it made no sense. No. To do that, you, you, you got Saquon Barkley, you got Shepard, and other starters. You know, don't don't do that. Hand the ball off to somebody. Do a screen. And, yeah. But that, but that being said, what I'm saying to someone else right now, if we had Jalen, it's a touchdown because Jalen is not running him down. No, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, Jabril Cox, looking for LSU, who 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 dropped who dropped, dropped to replace him, made that He's hit because. Right, because he got speed. He could cover his heart. And he didn't want to hit uh, Daniel Jones when he made that stop. But yeah, the, the play call was terrible by Jason Garrett, man. I didn't like that play call. Yeah. So I got I got another question. Um, forget about the teams that are any surprise players. I got a couple of interesting ones. that, they, that I got a couple of interesting players that may not be surprising, but they always get beat up on, so I'm going to give them that credit. Do you got any surprise players this year, good or bad? 
Oh, uh, for me, it's um, so far, it might be Brady again, <laughs> you know? Every year, Brady surprises me at this point. I think he might have threw, what, five touchdowns today? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. something insane. So he surprises me every time he, he steps out on the field at this point. And I think uh, he got injured, right? Or he was playing with an injured thumb? Yeah. Mm. So I'm going with Brady. I don't really have uh, one either way, but I'm, I'm going to pick a player that plays for the Buccaneers. That's on Antonio Brown. Okay. He, he's playing sensational football, man. He got his head right. You know, he, I guess I don't, I don't know if you credit Brady, but he got his head right. You know, he, he's out of the limelight. You know, he's not on social media or the news in a negative way. He's here to play football. And he looking like uh, the Brown for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. He is rocking, man. He's catching everything, getting touchdowns, he's explosive, man. He looks evolved and, and happy. You know, so I'm saying Antonio Brown, man, who's one guy who's just, you know, he finally way back to being his own form. So I got got one that's interesting for guys. So this guy's not a world beater. He's not like crushing. But I'm gonna go with Jameis Winston. Yeah. Jameis, nice. Get off him and everybody called him the turnover machine and everything else. Good one. Games they lost. It hasn't been his fault. He's got two interceptions and eight touchdowns, and he's got the fourth highest QBR in the league right now. So, you know, it proves you under the right guidance to the right influence. There you go. And I actually think the Saints actually hurt themselves last week when they put um this guy in for the gadget play when they tried to Yeah, hell. Yeah. 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 Make, make no sense. Yeah, so I was that that's surprising. And then to some extent, like even a guy like, and not a positive necessarily way, other than this Russell Wilson thing, how many times have you heard Aaron Donald's name? Or how many times have you heard the guy on um, the Bears name come up this year? Yeah, Khalil Mack? Yeah, you, like, I don't know if teams are getting better off offensive lines or coming up with better schemes, but they yeah, don't have like this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing that. This is definitely not the year of the sack. Because think about it, you don't see a lot of guys like I think the sack leaders were at four or something, four or five, maybe in mm-hmm. five games. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, nobody's on any type of pace, you know, to break records or do anything. So I think I think corners are getting torched. <laughs> we, yeah, we see that corners are getting torched. But yeah, as a Jets fan, I've been having seen a lot of it. Yeah, well. Right now, if you brought based off of the Jets fan, I think um, the best pick in the draft was Pittman for Florida. Because <laughs> the way mm. we were on the Jets today, I'm, I'm like, is that the tight end or the receiver? This dude catching one-hand passes, running through him. Like, I, I never seen him like, if that's any indication of who he actually is or what he could become, he was to me had a real long, good career ahead of him. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's a great. I'm like this. This is this is rough. Um, you, another guy was in mom. This guy finally started turning it around again. Um, Allen from the Bills. Like he had a couple of games that were kind of like I'm not sure what's going on, but he started turning around too. Yeah, yeah. Another guy, and I think we mentioned him uh, before. That seems to be turning it around. I, and I always thought he was decent. Was um Derek Carr, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's still pretty strong, Derek Carr. He's second in the league right now, I think, in pass yardage. Mm-hmm. So, behind Stafford, 
who's another guy. I always yeah. liked him, but I'm Stafford to see him leading the league in, in um, passing yardage so far is impressive too. Yeah, Stafford up there. I agree with Stafford. I got a guy, a couple of guys. I almost, I got a guy. I almost forgot to give him his credit. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Listen, he was in. He, he, he's a guy that was in that. I guess you know what I think. You know, as as a fan of watching football and just seeing, th- I really didn't want this guy to lose his job. Like he's the, he was the starter on the tech. Well, before he got hurt, he. he Started on Texas. First, he was in Buffalo. Then he went to to San Diego. And then remember, he ended up getting was it COVID that cost him his job? Oh, what's his name? Um, the quarterback, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, because remember, Tyrod Taylor got hurt and lost that job. Yeah, so he gave a injection of some kind and yeah, punctured, yeah. punctured or something. Yeah, one of the team doctors supposed yeah. to punctured his lung or something. Yeah, man, this has been a wrap. Now it's been a Herbert show. Has been a Herbert show, so I mean, you look at Herbert. Herbert, Herbert's like his his nine touchdowns, forty two QBR, twelve hundred yards passing. I mean, if he would have if he'd have lost his job to a fluke, that would be different. But the guy he did lose his job to really can play. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, and which my to Taylor's credit, you know, he always seems to get shots. Like he got. Isn't he hurt now? Then he wasn't he named the starter of the Texans, and then he got hurt there too. So, mm. yeah, it might, it might be something going on there. Yeah, body breaking down. Yeah, I'm glad to see Jacoby Brissett get another shot too. Yeah, Miami's awful though, man. But Jacoby's all right though, man. Jacoby's all right. He can make plays, man. But Miami right now, offensively, they, they can't do much. No. No, they, they, they don't. They don't got a lot yeah, going the on. The sack now. leader right now is um Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, I probably the next closest guys were at four or something like that. You got a few guys at five. Yeah. Cleveland was well. Cleveland, the only thing holding those guys together is that defense. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, what's interesting is, is people they usually don't double down like this, but Cleveland might have a made a bit had a good idea about not giving um not giving this guy that huge deal. Uh was man, the quarterback. Yeah. Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, I think they might have came up with something by not just giving him no 30, 40 million dollar deal right off and making him play because I don't know, is, is he the long term answer? Are you giving Baker Mayfield three hundred million dollars? Three hundred million? <laughs> For Baker <laughs> yeah, he wants one of those he wants one of those six to six to ten year deals in the turn of 28 to 30 million plus. Look, you shaking your head. He could get 28, man, not for 10, not for 10 years. He get 28 for three. Yeah. 28, yeah. 20, yeah, big, 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 somewhere else, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll be playing with somebody else, but that's what that did, man. But, I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks, because of the way the league works and the way the projection of the quarterback position, the Giants going to have to make a decision, too. So is Daniel Jones the long-term answer? And if you disagree at then he's got to get over $25 million too. Because NFL starting quarterbacks make over $25 million for multiple years. You give Daniel Jones a, a six-year, no. $30 million deal? <laughs> I, I don't think Daniel Jones is an issue. is a problem for the Giants. No, I, I actually think... The one thing I give Daniel Jones is I, I think he... Maybe it's because he went to Duke and I might be... But he, 
he seems to have his head on right from the neck mm-hmm. up. He, he make decent decisions. Like Daniel Jones is smart enough to know to take off. Like I'm not gonna stand there and get leveled. Mm-hmm. A lot of here. Plus, he's a lot. He's a lot more athletic than people give him credit for. Yep, he got. He's fast. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he's bad, but I don't know if he's a 25 to 30 million dollar um, player. I don't know. It's 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 tough because they've been giving out money. I mean, is he? Oh, before I, I do that, I'd rather just go. Cause think about it. What are they one in three right now? Granted, yeah. it's not all his fault. But before I do do that, commit to a guy that's he's definitely playing a role in there losing. Before I commit to him for 25, 30 million, I just draft another one. So some of these hmm. guys, some of these guys, you look at it. Um, if you pay Daniel Jones for all this guy, twenty-eight or thirty million dollars, right? So we gonna call it the Mahomes scale. He's at forty-five. So the bar starts paying, starts ticking down. Or here's the question: If you pay any of these guys 20 or 30, 28, 30 million, how much money are you paying Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray? What are they getting? Yeah, fifty million per. Yeah, exactly. Daniel Jones is getting thirty. Daniel Jones getting thirty. Lamar Jackson has got ten for five hundred or something crazy like that. A half a billion or something. Yeah. Well, Lamar can't get more than Pat Mahomes. That's for sure. No, he can't get more than Mahomes. But there's some yeah. thinking that people are saying that if in a year or two, Tyler Murray might be able to get more than Pat Mahomes. Well, he's, he's, he's trending upward, that's for sure, but he got to get a chip. Yeah, yeah. You get that so, chip, then you'd be at Mahomes' level. Yeah, so these prices, they're not going to get any lower. Mm-hmm. Before I give Daniel Jones $30 million, I, I throw some money at Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, two years. Uh, I'm, hoping the that the, I'm hoping that the, the Jets decide to roll back on this dude, let him sit for a season. <laughs> Wilson? Yeah. I mean, some of these guys are crazy. Like, I still don't understand. I mean, I think Cam Newton must have burnt some bridges or something. Because yeah. nobody's giving, giving him yeah, a chance. Yeah, I understand that. And there's teams that could use a backup or even possibly a starter. They're not even checking for him, so. Yeah, he, he must have got caught at a Colin Kaepernick event or something. <laughs> you know? Hanging out with Colin Kaepernick. If, if, if Ken comes out and say he wanted to be a backup, I think I'm pretty sure he gets interest. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I'm sure he could get a backup job. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think teams feel that he wants to be a backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Hey, so now we're going to go to the segment. Theo's got some good stuff for us or something. What we got this week, Theo? Uh, I've got two questions I'm actually uh ask the two homies real quick before we uh, do our thing. Um this I wanna call it uh start, bench, cut. Okay. Uh it's basketball. Well they're both basketball because you know okay. NBA is here, so you know, we all feel a basketball fan. So this one is called Start Bench Cut. And it's uh two guards. Uh, Mitch Rich Mitch Richmond, Latrell Spiro, Allen Houston. Mm. So, I'm actually going to start. I'm a Knicks fan, right? So I'm a little biased there. I'm going to start Allen Houston. Oh, wow. I'm probably going to bench Sprewell. Um, Mitch Richmond Mitch Richmond was the man, you know, but I, I never was too crazy about his game. Again, probably just me being biased, but I wasn't a huge Mitch Richmond fan, even though he was productive. So I'm going to right. Mitch Richmond. 
So mm. the crazy wow. thing is me and you are almost the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting Mitch Richmond. I, I think I'm a, a I, I'm on the fence because you know what? I'm gonna have to bench Latrell because I still got I still got Golden State Latrell in my mind, not so mm-hmm. much the next Latrell, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna cut Allen Houston. So it's literally the opposite. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Mitch Richmond though, man. He, he listen, those Golden State years was incredible, man. Yeah. Even when, even when, even when paying for paying for Kings. Yeah, he was TMC. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. TMC era. Yeah, and I'm undecided. You know, I'm I'm, I'm biased over Mitch, but I'm undecided on Spiller out of Houston. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I like I like Spiller's heart. And grittiness, yeah. and I love uh, Houston's just uh, jump shots. He's so wet, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gets up into those shots. Um, I'll probably cut Sprewell, man. Believe it or not, okay. you know it hurts me to say that, man. <laughs> Based on you know the jump shooting ability of Allen Houston, so I will start off Mitch, uh, Bench, uh, Allen Houston, and I would cut Sprewell. Even though I wish I can't cut him. You want to throw a twist in that? I cut Sprewell if PJ Carlissimo is the coach. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. He gotta go. PJ said he gotta go. No question. PJ said he gotta go. So I'm still with that. Um, second last one I got for you guys. This is called um, which duo would you build around? Okay. So so is anybody they prom yeah, Anybody they prom they healthy? And you got a five year run. So it's four duos, your five-year run. Everybody need promise. Four duos, NBA. Uh, Penny, Penny and Kevin Durant. Okay. T-Mac, Kevin Garnett. Larry Bird, Akeem Olajuwon. Or Kobe Bryant, Isaiah Thomas from Detroit Pistons. You had me when you said Penny. <laughs> I've always been a huge yeah. Penny fan. Right, you know, right. So I, I'm going with Penny. Penny okay. and KD. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have Penny and KD in mind, too. I was really thinking about it, but just to think about it, I I, I mean, I, I, want, I want to say Penny and KD, but Burden, Burden, what was it, Burden, a lot of one? Yeah. Bird, Larry Bird and Elijah one. I mean, yeah, yeah. I might have to go with Bird and Elijah one. Like you talking about, might be one and one in the positions of all time. Time, right, That's right, and right. I'm gonna tell you something interesting with with Bird that I have debates with people all the time. If you strip the names out, right, and you put the career statistics right next to each other, Larry Bird got better numbers than LeBron. Mm. I realize that Larry Bird averaged the same points, more rebounds, and LeBron averaged more assists. Right. It was like LeBron's at 6.8, Larry Bird's four assists, but Larry Bird quietly averaged almost 10 rebounds a game and 30 points. Wow. Larry Bird was that dude. Yeah, he was. He was. Without question. Without, without question. Oh, so it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, any photo any do it would be great to build around. Yeah. yeah, Penny, 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 and Durant just sounds sickening to have those two guys yeah. playing together. You know, yeah. listen, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Tracy McGrady doesn't get his due, man. No, it was, it was yeah. so, so, Tracy McGrady was a bad dude, man. Yeah, he was unguardable, and Kobe Bryant said himself, he's unguardable. Yeah. Man. He'll, he he don't get his due, man. He can do everything. 
And he, this guy will show, show three footers way back. Put top of the key, all that. You know, he could do everything, man. Explosive. Garnett in Minnesota was, out, was outstanding, man. Yeah. You know. But you know what, you know? I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant and Isaiah Thomas, man. Oh, that wow. back that backcourt right there is tough. Those guys can finish. Those guys play defense. They can take over games. And those two guys playing together, man, with their they, they, uh, mind state, man. But plus, it's, it's, it's a spot where you, you kind of control the game, so to speak. Yeah. I think I think Isaiah Thomas defensively could, could do his thing as well as play offense, but something about these two guys, uh, kind of, they're both killers, man. They both, they both killers, man. I'm, I'm going to take Cody Brown out there, Tom, because it's just a backcourt is hard to find, man. A good backcourt is hard to find. The only thing about that is they might beat each other up because I don't know how Isaiah's <laughs> going to feel about Cody taking all them shots. <laughs> possible, though. That's possible. That's possible. Yeah. But you know what? The, I, I'll take a chance with it, though. And well, I'll, I'll try it, though. They'll, 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 they'll make it work. They'll make I it work. Any, any one of those groups will be, I mean, hard for us to pass home. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. As, exactly. as long as uh, Kobe didn't have like a Dream Team jersey on or something in front of us. Yeah, Isaiah. yeah. <laughs> no Kobe or Smush Parker, man. Don't worry about that. We can't do that. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a tidbit? Listen, you know that Smush Parker is now refereeing games in the city? Refereeing basketball games. Really? And, yep. and that's actually a, that's a good thing, right? Cause yeah, it's good. Parker, you know, he could easily been on that 18-man list, right? Of former yeah. NBA players caught up in that, but right, he put his pride aside. It sounds like and just got a job. Yeah, no, no, no with that. And who, who say who say he don't have no money stashed away? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I remember, um, you remember he's pretty old. Listen, he's a point guard on Indiana. You remember Haywood? The boss in the arm. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's pretty good, man. You know, he made he, hard nose. He was yeah. funny. He made a bad call at the Knicks, man. A couple years ago, I remember him, man. I thought yeah. was one player, but I remember he had, he made a bad call, man, against us, man. And the crazy but, thing, the thing about it, he's one of the only Knicks players to make it to be all the way at NBA, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good though. He's good. I can't lie. I, I, I follow him on the court, man. Like my nose, man. He's, he makes make good calls, man. Yeah. But again, guys, thanks for some thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for talking. Love talking, yes, sir. What's up, mom? Let's get some final words. What do we got for this week? Um, again, NBA basketball is slowly creeping up on us. So far, my Knicks look good in preseason. Yes. is already burning people out. Got them playing <laughs> in the preseason. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Let's go next. Uh, I got two things. Um, stop throwing the ball to Trevon Diggs side of the field. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real deal. You're gonna, you're gonna learn the hard way. So you know, don't do it to yourselves. And uh, listen, man. State Alabama, man, had a, had a bad week, man. Oh yeah. Ooh, you know, the, the homegrown, the homegrown. Uh, Dr. Dante Wilder, he gets knocked out cold. And Bama looks very suspect and looks very beatable right now. And it may not make the um, national championship game come come next year, man. Don't look like it, man. Unranked team. Lost to an unranked team. Yeah. And the right unranked team, man. And I watched that game, man. They were moving the ball out. 
I would say I will though, but they didn't have no issues moving the ball, man. You know, they was moving the ball when they had to, man, so to speak. You know, they're moving that ball on Bama, so up a year, Bama could be a down year for all these Bama fans. I, I got for me, I got a couple of things. Uh, um, the Oklahoma game was phenomenal. Oklahoma yes, whatever. I mean, for one thing, I mean, from the coach, as much as you love to stick by kids or something, I don't know if Spencer Rattler's going to be the starter. Yeah, you can't do it. Feels <laughs> like can't do it. I watched that whole game. That was a great game. Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as Rattler came out, it seemed like it changed like a lot for them. So I don't. I think Spencer Rattler might have might have got his last starting opportunity there. But that that was a phenomenal game to watch. And you know what? Even though State of Alabama, let's just let's give give boxing his, his credit for a night. Boxing actually entertained us because usually. We get out there and we get really disappointed. We mm-hmm. see guys eat quick, guys not fighting, it's lopsided or something. So I think it was a good night for boxing in a sense, you know, for the competitive nature of boxing and for viewership. So I think it was just an overall good night. Um, great night for Fury, good night for boxing. Agreed. 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 Yeah. But again, thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. Till next week. Yes, sir. Enjoy, fellas. All right. Later. later.